Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The following is a fourth-hand production. Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the hottest host of the show, Zach. Oh, Jimmy Klein, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, we encourage it to let its hair down, you know, because mom and dad ain't home. We start playing with its balls until we break something. All for your enjoyment. On today's episode, we look at Season 2, Episode 12, entitled Confessions, Confessions. If you, don't, if you haven't watched this episode, please make sure to please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. If you don't, you don't have to if you don't want to, but it might make a hell of a lot funny if you do. You might actually get some of the jokes. The Brady Bunch mm-hmm. is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> All right. So welcome, Jimmy. What's up, buddy? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, all right. We uh, didn't do a show last week. Um, no, we did not. Listeners are probably pissed. They probably are. Angry. Half of them probably quit listening. Probably did. They probably did. We might as well not even do it. I know. So Let's that concludes this week's show. No. All right. Bye. We're done. No. Yeah, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun as celebrating this episode, this kind of a famous episode. Um, yeah, I thought it was. And uh, if you uh, did, you ever break something when you were a kid and like tried to cover it up? Um, no, only because it was too obvious to cover up. Why is that? Um, <laughs> if you remember when uh, when you and I lived on. Madrid. Yeah. Um, I had that little brick wall in front of my house that was a little garden by the front door. You know what I'm talking about? Um, a brick wall? 
Well, it was a little tiny, like one foot tall brick garden. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I had a soccer ball, and I would kick the soccer ball against that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I kicked it a little too hard, got a little bit underneath it, and it sailed up and hit the kitchen window, yeah. and just freaking shattered the window. Oh shit! So yeah, that was too big to cover up. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been your sister or your brother who was like almost yeah. thirty. <laughs> he was drunk. I mean, like, well, you know, he was drunk off his ass. You know, how drunk people are. You probably were like, I could have done. I didn't do it. Well, maybe I did. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so and yeah. then he would. What, why? What about you? And then he would freestyle rap to you, like he always used to do us. I remember going to your house and juggling glass, and you'd freak out. Oh my god! So that's a funny story. Okay. So we we just met each other. I was like 12. You were like 13. Um, and I had actually learned to somewhat juggle before I even met you, right? Right. I learned from like a book. And, uh, um, so you were like the karate kid with juggling. Yeah. He's like, oh, I learned yeah. from book. And, like, and, yeah. and then Mr. Ellington was Mr. Miyagi. <gasps> no way. Who was, was. Who was the, the bad guy? What was the guy? Johnny? Is that the guy's name? No. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Right. Who is Johnny? That's Ron. Ron's Johnny, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, I was like talking to you. I was like, so, uh, you know, I can juggle. And you're like, really? I'm like, oh, yeah. Step back. Let me show you. Like, I was about to show <laughs> off some, like, unusual skill that nobody I knew knew how to do, you know. Right, so, I'm like, right. watch this. And I'm kind of chasing around a little bit. But I, I juggled, you know. It was, it was a little sloppy, but I made it happen. And then you're like, cool, I can juggle, too. I'm like, really? And you're like, yeah. And then <laughs> he's grabbed, like, this piece of glass. I didn't know what the hell it was. It was, like, some decorative something. And then you're just like... <laughs> doing tricks throwing one over the piece of glass over the top you're like i'm just like huh whoa 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 and then like you were like way better than me and i was like holy shit i was like i was trying to show off but i got showed up i should have been like yeah i read this book (laughs) like no i read the book and i'm not like that (laughs) okay but back to the question at hand so did i ever break anything I'm trying to think, you know, of course, I, I created this question for us hours ago, and I never even really thought about it, but there was a time, the most Brady Bunch type experiences I had was in the summers at my dad's, because I have like four sisters, and so over there, we had all these kids, and then the parents, you know, and we would have things like family meetings, and you know, stuff like that, you know, hmm. and uh, um, I remember that there was one time where this kind of gave me flashbacks from... Somebody had gotten gum stuck in one a carpet in one of the rooms. To this day, I have no idea who did it. I didn't. I know I didn't do it. <laughs> but it was a whole like thing where we had to sit down and they were like, "Who did oh, this?" Geez. You know. And I was like, well, "I have no idea. I have no idea." And um, but I don't remember. I just remember my stepmom Joyce just getting really pissed off, and then she eventually <laughs> had to go in and get it out. I think she had to cut it out of the carpet and. And I don't know who did it, but um, that's as close to the living this actual episode as I can remember. I got I, I got in a car accident two days after I got my license. Remember mm-hmm. the the Green Hornet? What? The Green I, Hornet? No, I I remember the Green Hornet, but I don't remember you getting in an accident. 
Well, if you remember, like some of the quirks about this car is, I don't know, the gears wouldn't shift. <laughs> had no reverse. Didn't have reverse. Push it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get ready to go to school and, um, and I drive past the bus stop and I see Caroline at the bus stop. And so I pull mm-hmm. up next to the, the road next to the, the thing. And I think you were in the car with me. If I'm not, no, you had already moved to another part of town. Um, so I pull yeah. up next just to say hi. And while I'm sitting there, a bus, the school bus comes up. Now I don't have reverse, so I can't back up. So I got to yeah. wait till the tail end of this bus moves out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as the tail end of the bus moves, I, I leave, I pull out going left and a truck comes out of nowhere and hits me. And mm-hmm. I kind of spin off onto the side of the road. Right. And it damages the front passenger side fender and then pops the tire and everything. So I had to go home and wake up my mom because yeah. <laughs> I had just gotten in the car. I, I, I don't even know if it had insurance. I have no idea. I have no mm-hmm. clue. Um, I didn't know how any of that stuff worked. So I asked my mom, I say, Hey, uh, I don't know what to do. You need to come outside. Cause I, I sort of kind of got hit by a truck. <laughs> She's like, what? She's like, well, it's your car. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. Like, you need to come out and help. So she comes out and she's like, okay, well, tell us what the damage is, and I guess we'll make payments. And then, like, as soon as they left, she's like, yeah, we're not, we're not making payments. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I mean, if I knew then what I knew now, like, I had the right of way because I, I was at a stop sign. Yeah. You know, the bus had barely moved, and this truck had already pulled out hauling ass. So you're kind of supposed to wait till the school bus leaves before you start going, kind of thing. Hmm. So, anyways, uh, that's yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I broke. <laughs> but you didn't try to cover it up, so no, I didn't. No, you I wasted just, a story. That's dumb. That's true. No, you can I'm cut that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, good times. Mm-hmm. I took a sledgehammer to some center blocks I had in the shed. Hmm. But that I didn't try to cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> One time, my brother, <laughs> the brother we were just talking about, he brought a friend of his home into that same house. We had these white plates, you know, the, I'm doing my hands like people can see how big these plates mm-hmm. are, but they were the white ones that are supposed to be shatterproof. Yeah. And he looks at his friend. And he's like, check this out. This plate shatterproof. And he's like, no, it's not. And he's, and he looks at me, he goes, Jimmy, and it's shatterproof. I'm like, it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, watch this. And he tossed it on the ground and the thing just fucking shatters <laughs> like all over the place. Yeah. So we cleaned it up and we kept it for my mom. My mom never knew. Ah, uh, see, there it is. Yeah, you did have a story. You fucking well, that wasn't liar. Me, that was him. You oh. didn't ask if my brother did. You just asked if I did. But you were involved in it. You were just as guilty as him because you covered it up. That's did we true. not learn anything from this episode? Actually, he was. My brother Rick was supposed to go camping, but you know he had me covered up so he could still go, so he wouldn't try. <laughs> well, you say camping. I think I think he just lived on the streets. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just hanging out in the woods with with another guy, I guess. I don't know, whatever that is. <laughs> and this, by the way, for people, that's not a gay joke. That's just you don't know his brother. <laughs> it wasn't they a joke. Somebody somebody being drugs. Gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so if we don't have any more stories to tell, I guess we'll go ahead and take our first break. All right. So I guess uh, when we get back, we're going to hear about this episode of The Brady Bunch. So uh, stick around. Can't wait.
an old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. are back okay we have the brady bunch season two episode 12 entitled confessions confessions Mm. let's get into this name so nice they named it twice hell yeah facts about the episode it first aired december 18th 1970 Mm. written Mm. by brad radnitz Mm. (laughs) kind of like red nuts i'm sorry um directed by russ mayberry Mm. some interesting things according to imdb there's a few of them In this episode, Peter plans to go on a camping trip. When Mm -hmm. the people he is to go to, go one minute, sorry, (laughs) when the people he is to go with arrive to pick him up off screen, Mm -hmm. Mr. Brady refers to the man as Doug and Mr. Kramer. Mm -hmm. Douglas S. Kramer was an executive vice president in charge of production for the show. Oh, that's fun fact. The set used for the store, they buy the glue and the lamp in is repropped in a later show and used as a toy store. Oh, okay. Well, they had a be toy the same... store in a few, well, like last yeah, season. Yeah, why wouldn't it be the same toy store? Anyways, mm-hmm. um, during the dinner scene, when the vase starts to leak, mm-hmm. there's a shot where you can clearly see the water hoses under the table feeding the vase, and you can see the plastic covering on the floor. Mm, interesting. When they are buying Peter's lamp... He says he doesn't like it because it's too big. So Mr. Brady hands him a different one, but it's exactly the same size. <laughs> I didn't notice that when we were watching it. I was like, that looks like That's the funny. same exact one. All right. So let's get into this. All right. We fade in. We open to see Peter in his room, very carefully rolling up a sleeping bag, along with various camping supplies. Um, also with an air mattress and a pump laying on the floor when Greg and Bobby come in playing with a basketball. Now that really, it kind of surprised me that they had airbags back then. <laughs> yeah. And that they had foot pumps with it too. I don't know why it surprised me. There's a lot of things on the show. They talk about computers at one point and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. they all had all this in 1970. I don't know why I thought they didn't, <laughs> but maybe we're just poor. Bobby steps yeah, there's into one the episode room. where Marsha's like, have you seen my iPod? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> Bobby steps into the room and Greg passes the ball to him. Only Bobby misses and Peter catches it. Just then, Greg asks, um, what's all this stuff doing out? You're not going camping until Saturday. Peter begins explaining 
that this is his first camp out with the, with the guys and that he wants to make sure he doesn't forget anything. Greg interrupts the idea. Sorry. And Greg interrupts. Um, okay. With the idea of throwing free throw shots into the garbage can. He misses the first time and Bobby tells him that he better not or mom will get mad. Mm-hmm. Greg explains that she isn't home and he throws it a second time, but Peter intercepts the ball and tries to shoot it himself, mm. but misses terribly. Like he's not even aiming for the bat for the, the garbage can. Right. How terribly does he miss? Like straight out the door. Like he's not even what? pointing it in the right direction. Like where does it go? It goes down the hallway, down the stairs. Yeah. And hits Carol's favorite vase next to the infamous horse statue. Oh my God. God, that's see if they would have went by the design that they did on on HGTV, there would have been yeah. plexiglass in them stairs, and this wouldn't happen. <laughs> true. I'm just saying. Huh. So Bobby reminds them that Mom is always saying, "Don't play ball in the house." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I thought was interesting was when they show the vase lying on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, broken the second time. You can clearly see the shadow of somebody walk by, like you can see it plain as day. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> Because I was watching the episode, I didn't see it, but then I saw your note, and then I was like, right. I'm going to go back, and I watched it again, and I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? Because it is clearly yeah. a shadow oh, yeah, of somebody yeah. walking right by. And like, so, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Maybe it's the ghost. Maybe that's another theory, that there's a ghost in the Brady Bunch house. Ooh, maybe there's a ghost trapped in the vase, and they just let it out. Maybe, yeah, that's why they never talk about the basement. <laughs> So scene two, the boys file down the stairs thinking about how much trouble they're going to be in when Carol gets home. Peter is especially worried that he won't be able to go on the camping trip with the guys when Greg comes up with a great idea. Why don't they wait until after the camping trip to tell their parents? When Bobby reminds them that they'll see the vase broken. Duh. Greg explains that they can glue it together for now. Then they'll explain what happened to to their parents after the... Explain what happened to their parents after the camping trip is over. Peter agrees and reminds Bobby and Greg what swell brothers they are. (laughs) But Greg sternly reminds them that it has to to stay a secret. Just then, they hear a fourth voice chime in with, Mm -hmm. I can keep a secret. I'm very good at keeping secrets. Ask anybody. How does anybody know she's good at keeping secrets if she's so good at keeping secrets? (laughs) Right. Uh Uh-huh. Nice try, mm, nice try, bitch. Yep. Sorry. Bitch. The boys look up in time to see Marsha standing at the top of the stairs looking down on them. Greg l- reluctantly says it'll be okay, and Bobby chimes in with, as long as she didn't say anything. Just then, guess who shows up, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Jan and Cindy walk up to, to Marsha asking, say anything about what? Just then, Cindy notices and says, look, Greg broke mom's favorite vase. Greg defends himself, insisting he didn't break it, when Peter finally confesses he did. Bobby pipes in with, but he ain't saying anything till later. As the girls walk down the stairs, Marsha explains to the girls that he is going to tell tell the parents after he gets back from the camping trip. Greg then asks for help, putting the vase back together again. Mm-hmm. But how did the broken parts of the vase suddenly get onto the table? 
Because Peter doesn't have time to run down and pick him up and put him on the table. By the time they get down yeah. the bottom of the stairs, the, the broken parts are now on the table. Hmm. They're, so. they're, they're just fast, I guess. <laughs> Scene three. We see Mike come home from work. He walks in with flowers and bellows for Carol. Who Carol! doesn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy runs out, spots Mike with the flowers as he's looking at the mail. And runs back to her room. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we see Cindy running into the room, frantically explaining Dad is home, and he has flowers. Marcia says, oh, no. And Jan asks, what if he wants the vase? Like, I, I don't, when I put my notes in, I don't, I don't wait until the whole episode's done. I put in the notes. So I put in there, like, do they not have glue? Like, like what, what do they do? They're, they're sitting there with the vase trying to, like, make it meld back together on its own, I guess. Like, they just keep trying to assemble it. Can you look at the damage with me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, what the... You don't have any... You guys are in school, and you don't have any glue anywhere in the whole house? Like, you have skate keys (laughs) and random shit like that, but you don't have glue? Like... (laughs) And now there's kids in the house. There's no glue in the house. It's surprising. Right. I know I had a note too that I written in there and I was like, what the fuck? And then I went down or kept watching and then I was like, oh, and explained it. And so I deleted <laughs> my note. I think it was like maybe in this scene or the next scene. I can't remember where the girls have the pieces of the vase in their room. Was it this scene? And then I was like, what the fuck? The boys just expected the girls to put this back together. Like they're like, no, we got it. Like, all right, cool. We're going to go play baseball. You know, it's like, no, just leaving on their bed. Like we've seen so many times where Carol just walks in. Alice just walks in. It'll be safe. Just laying on the bed out in the open. (laughs) We'll get to it. We get to it. It'll be a secret sometime. (laughs) Scene five. We see Mike again with the mail by the front door. He sets the mail down as he bellows for Carol once more. Carol! <laughs> then asks himself, where is everybody? As they begin walking towards the den, he's met by Alice. Alice says hi and explains she didn't hear him because she was in, out back. Like I'm, I put in so she didn't get in trouble. Like, <laughs> like She seemed very like self guided Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, sorry, I, I sorry, was in the backyard sorry. and I didn't hear you. Like, Sorry. <laughs> When Mike inquires where Carol is, Alice explains she's out buying a new potato peeler for the special treat tonight, potatoes a la Alice. Ew, that sounds uh-huh. gross. Hell yeah. That's where she slices <laughs> potatoes and puts it all over her private parts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Scene six. We see the girls in the room along with the fragments from the vase. This is what I was talking about when Marsha has an idea. Her and Jan leave the room instructing Cindy to guard the pieces of the vase because that's reliable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can't even say vase. She says vase. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you are, we are now back in the living room. Alice is in the middle of explaining where everyone is when the girls come running down the stairs. They dramatically hug Mike, acting like they've never seen flowers before, <laughs> saying how beautiful the flowers are. <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Mike, see, Mike seems taken back by all of this, stating uh, that's quite a greeting. Mike seemingly suspects something, saying and says, um, these are for your mother. Like Almost like the girls want the flowers, and he's like, uh, these, yeah. these are for your mom. <laughs> The girls are quick saying, and we know just the vase, snatching the flowers away from Mike. Mike instructs them to be careful as he exits the den. Now, yeah. now Alice makes a comment. 
Mm-hmm. She's in the middle of explaining where everyone is. Yeah. And the girls start running down the stairs and she says, here's the thundering. Here's half the thundering herd now. Like, is that a fat joke? <laughs> no, just that's pretty kids running up. downstairs. Like, here comes fat ass and Marsha. No. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they weigh like what? 60 pounds each, 70 pounds each. Like it's hardly a thundering herd. Right. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mike's like, yeah, hey, this flowers are for your mother. I'm trying to get my dick ass stick at tonight. <laughs> And uh, Jen's like, what? I'm like, nothing. Scene eight. We now see the boys in a general store. We see the store owner giving them white Elmer's glue. When the boys ask if it is it good for vases, the store owner responds with the question, is it good for vases? Take a look. Does it say it's good for vases? So this guy reminded me of Jackie Mason. Are you familiar with Jackie Mason, who he is? No. <clears throat> well, if I do an impression, you might know who he he's like from the 60s and 70s. And <clears throat> but my impression of him is, uh, is it good for vases? Take a look. Does it say it's good for vases? You know, he kind of reminds oh, yeah. me of that kind of thing. And yeah, this Peter guy's looks, kind of a dick. <laughs> and Peter looks and finally says, yeah. Stoner says, then it's good for vases. Greg asks, is it invisible, mister? Again, the show owner responds, store owner responds, is it invisible, mister? Does He's it like, say you see it's it right invisible? in your hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> Peter looks again and says, no. So then it's not invisible. The shop owner replies. <laughs> Do you see it when I show it to you? Can you read the label? Then it's not invisible. <laughs> so you really didn't need me at all, you know. Okay, I got customers I got to deal with. So Bobby insists that they need something that's invisible. But the shop owner, full of integrity and honesty, says, you have to squint to see it. So the boys decide to buy it. Just then, they see who else but Carol walk in. She immediately spots the boys and says hello. The boys seem terrified to see her when Bobby exclaims, Oh no! Peter reminds him with a nudge to shut the fuck up. When Carol states she thought they went out to play ball, Peter makes up something on the spot saying they came in to buy candy. But Peter changes the story saying he's... Buying a corn popper for his camping trip. So random. Like, why the fuck? Why can't they just say they just popped in and just looking around? It's not a big deal. When Peter explains it only pops a few at a time, Carol pretends to be impressed before finally saying, come on, fellas, what's up? But the boys stand there, stand their ground and lie right to her fucking face. Carol finally gives up as the boys say they're leaving. But the boys come back again, lying, come back again, lying, says the want, what? What did you type here? <laughs> but the boys come <laughs> back again, lying, says the want and need the ex. Oh, they want. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, well, come on, I'll take you boys home. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, we like to walk home. We, we need the exercise. And then they take off and because they said they maybe we'll go for a run. And then they run off <laughs> and leaving Carol in the store confused. Um, so, like, when the store clerk, like, brought the glue over, that's when Carol's like, what the hell did you buy? You know, like, that thing was, like, wrapped up. <laughs> did you see how yeah. it was wrapped up? Yeah. In, it's like, like wrapped in tissue paper. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it was like... It was like in the shape of an Elmer's glue bottle. Like it's yeah, it was, pretty yeah. clear what's in there. She holds it, holds it like, what is this? Like she has no idea what it is. And she's holding See, I, it. In fact, if, if I, I mean, I understand that they probably didn't have super glue yet, but 
Elmer's glue? Really? You wouldn't use rubber cement? You'd use Elmer's glue? Hmm. That's the last thing I would use to fix a vase. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm surprised they had Elmer's glue back then. I'm not surprised at all. Did you know the <clears throat> the bull on the Elmer's glue is married to the Borden cow? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. They're Look it up. fictitious? Okay. S- scene nine. Back in the girls' room, we see all the kids with new with newspaper on the floor, a bowl of water, and Greg playing surgeon, carefully putting the vase back together again. Mm-hmm. Marsha playing nurse, asking Jan for wet rag, dry rag. We switch to Bobby and Cindy in the hall. Bobby walks up to Cindy, saying all clear, and Dad is still reading, and Mom hasn't gotten back yet. When Cindy asks about Alice, Bobby says she's still in the kitchen trying to mush up, mush up eggs with an egg beater. We see the older kids again, and they seem to be done fixing the vase. Jan asks how long it takes to dry. Greg reads on the bottle two to four hours. Peter suggests putting it back and letting it dry. Did you notice how unnatural Bobby looked with his hands in his pocket? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's so awkward. Like, why do you nobody walks like that? I almost, like, commented. I almost wrote it down. It's like, because he just, the way he was walking with his hands in his pocket, like, towards the camera, it just was really weird. It's almost like his arms were too short to put in his pocket, so he had to hunch (laughs) over a little bit to make sure they went in. Maybe. You know, when Jan, um, you forgot something here, because Jan goes, how long does it take for the, the glue to dry? And then all of a sudden, the store clerk jumps out of the closet. How long does it take to dry? (laughs) What does it say? (laughs) Does it say how long it takes to dry? Two to four hours. Then it takes two to four hours to dry. It takes two to four hours. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. (laughs) So scene 10. Down in the kitchen, Alice seems to have injured her finger using the wrong tool for the job. She's cutting up or peeling potatoes with a little knife. Yeah. Um. Alice, uh, then Carol comes walking in and Alice eagerly asks, potato peeler? And Carol says, no, Carol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Carol says, yes. Notices the flowers and says, pretty flowers. Are they for you or for me? In a moment of truth, in, in this episode, Alice says, well, since they're from your husband, I should probably say they're for you. Carol laughs like, yeah, okay, bitch. <laughs> 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 Jimmy Klein joke. And she and that's such a like awkward scene, I think. Because yeah, Alice straight was like, well, I should probably say they're for you since they're from your husband. Like, bitch, are they for me or not? Like, I, mean, well, I don't give a shit what you should probably say. Just tell me the damn truth. I mean, even Carol's like, so are those for you or for me? And then and then she's like, they're for you from your husband. Like, Fuck yeah, they are. You ain't fucking getting flowers. <laughs> so, so does that mean Alice wants Mike to give her flowers? <laughs> well, it could have been flowers from Sam to Alice. True. So. Hmm. <clears throat> Scene 11. Mm-hmm. All the kids are now at the dinner table. We see some salad and some sort of potato dish. <laughs> you always notice what food's on the table. <laughs> Mike walks out from the kitchen like a true gentleman with Carol behind him carrying the pot roast. <laughs> the, kids, awesome. the kids begin, begin talking about how beautiful those damn flowers look and how great <laughs> they smell. Carol agrees, but thinks they should be in a larger vase. 
Mm-hmm. Peter jumps up and attempts to stop her, saying, wouldn't it be better to do uh, something else with the flowers? Uh, maybe we should. they would smell better if we replanted them. And all the kids agree. But Carol calls them out on their bullshit, saying, you know, you can't plant cut flowers, dumbasses. Mm-hmm. That's what her face said the dumbass part, though. Yeah. Then drops, boy, I wish you all were this interested in the garden when I was weeding. <laughs> yeah. And walks over to the vase to get the vase. Greg jumps up and says, here, mom, let me uh, get the flowers for you. With Peter pipe up saying how great he is at arranging flowers. (laughs) Carol calls him out again on his bullshit, asking you since when Peter simply says that he never has time to do it. Mike then takes charge saying, hurry up before dinner gets cold. Carol follows this by saying, make sure you put an aspirin in the water. The boys realize with horror that they have to put water in the vase. Mm. Mm. Why Why is Mike's chair the only one with arms on it? Does Carol's not have arms? Usually it's I, the It doesn't end. really show Carol's. The two ends usually have the arms. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> so, scene 12. We now see the boys in the kitchen filling the vase with water. They shut off the water and check the vase, and it's not leaking. Oh, shit. Peter puts in the flowers as they walk the flowers to the dining room table holding the flowers. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of flowers written there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a lot of flowers in this episode, Doug. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so they put the flowers in the vase and they walk it back to the table. You know, I was watching this because, you know, like Peter's with him, like, has the flowers in the original pot, right? And Greg is filling it up, the the broken one, and checking it, saying good to go. Which, they didn't have to put that much water in. I just would have put a little bit to call it good to go. Just so you said, yeah, there's water in there. Fuck it, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> but I was watching Peter, and then he's like, okay, put the flowers in. And this motherfucker, Peter, I was watching too. <laughs> he pulls out... <laughs> So when Greg asked Peter to put the flowers in the vase, I was watching him closely and just just as I thought, he fucking manhandles the flowers and slams them in the, the vase like a <laughs> sailor on a weekend pass. Like he fucking like, boom. And I was like, dude, it's fucking like freshly glued. Like what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, he's going to break that damn vase just putting the flowers in. <laughs> no, God. But like, why did they even put water in at all? Well, they had is to. she really gonna is she gonna know if they put water in the damn vase? I want to put just a little bit, maybe a couple of drips around the outside to kind of show. I want to put any. water in there. <laughs> Either that or get a cup and put the cup in with water. Put the, the bottom of the flowers in the cup. Problem solved. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Also, in that scene, I love the blender in the background. What about it? It's just a cool looking blender. It's like one of those old seventies, sixties style blenders. Was it the same one that Jan used, like in I think so, episode? yeah, the green one. Yeah, well, everything's green in this, so it's not really the same much. <laughs> everything's avocado <laughs> in this kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, this seems like it, like we just started, but uh, this yeah. is where we take our next break. Weird. All right. So, are the boys going to go away with this Scott Free tag? I don't know. Uh, well, the girls too, I guess. Will Peter go on his camping trip? Mm. Will Carol ever find out that those flowers were really meant for the black lady down the street <laughs> that she won't let Mike hook up with for that reason? Hell yeah. 
We will find out. We will be back. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we are back. So I got a question, Tack. Okay. On on our first break, you mentioned that um, in the summer times you would go up and that you had um, three sisters up in Illinois. You didn't say Illinois, but I know Illinois. You had three sisters sisters. that you would spend. Yeah, but up in Illinois, you only have three. Well, Um, yeah, but plus my sister. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That you would spend summers with, right? Yeah. Have you ever, like, teamed up together? Like did like did outside of your parents? Did you ever like in this episode? Um, we find out that you know Peter broke the lamp, and that really all his siblings kind of stand beside him to make sure he can go on this camping trip. And collectively, right. they lie to their parents and all this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. to try to stand up for their brother. Have you ever had an experience like that with your sisters? Um, where you all kind of <clears throat> banded together outside of your parents for for any reason? Could be a no. dog, could be a child. No, because we were all like kind of all goody goodies and always kind of did the right thing, especially them. If anybody got in trouble for stuff, it was usually me or my younger sister, Jenny. And everybody else was like way mature for their ages. <laughs> like, your sister like, Jenny's uh, really tall. Oh, yeah. My oldest sister, Jenny, says she was like very mature for her age and she vacuumed the whole house like every single day vacuumed like <laughs> or not vacuumed but mowed the lawn every single weekend just because that's kind of shit she loves to do all the time and uh and janelle my other older sister she was always kind of very maternal and took charge of a lot of things and cooked dinners a lot and did this and did that and whereas me and jenny always just played all the time and you know <laughs> Messed up, messed around, and got in trouble every once in a while. Me and her would fight every once. If I ever had a sibling I fought with, it was Jenny every once in a while. But um, mm. yeah. which sister is it that's precious? What? Which sister is it that's precious? Precious? <laughs> that's <Yeah>. Jenny. <laughs> that's her word. She's funny. Yeah, precious. she's really tall. She's probably like. I don't know, 5'11", something like that. They're it's like pretty tall for a girl. Tall. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I feel so short around them. 
The shortest one is like our height. <laughs> Which one is that, Janelle? No, it's Janisa. Is that okay? And uh, like it's including my dad and my stepmom Joyce. Like they're yeah, yeah. all tall. The shortest one is yeah. our height. You know, I feel like a small child. Like if I'm standing around, I have to look up to every one of them, and it's like <laughs> I feel like such a child. Have you ever gone up there as an adult and had to have them reach up to get you something? <laughs> Probably. I want a drink. Can you get me a glass? Like that'd be so awesome. Like yeah, um, it's right there in the cabinet. Like, well, can you reach it for me? <laughs> yeah, the only time I've ever felt that way is uh, when I hate to say it, like it's a downer, but when my mom died. <laughs> like, cause yep. I shouldn't laugh. I don't know why I just laughed when I said that, but um, that was the only time we've all come together and just kind of like outside of our parents did something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so you want to get back into this? Let's do it. Okay. When we left off, Peter had broken Carol's favorite vase, mm. and the kids had tried to glue it back together. Just in time for Carol to want to use it. Of course. Here we are, two seasons in. She's never used that damn vase. But anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. Will it stay together? Let's find mm-hmm. out. Okay. Scene 13. Back at the dinner table, we see all the kids, one by one, <clears throat> staring at the vase, waiting for something to happen. Mm. Tense. I thought they did a really good job of keeping the tension in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know pretty I mean? tense. Because you're like on the edge of your seat, like, oh, is it gonna is it gonna leak? <laughs> Carol finally pipes up, telling the kids to stop daydreaming and to eat. Jan finally says, It's just that the food is so good. Uh, we mm. just want to make it last. Mike reminds him that there's plenty of food for seconds and tells him to quote unquote dig in. Like he acts <laughs> like it's Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> the kids right. try and eat but can't stop looking at the vase when suddenly the completely unthinkable happens. What? The vase leaks. Oh, jeez. None of us saw that coming. No. The kids decide that this is a great time to start digging in, like Mike said. (laughs) (laughs) By the time Carol notices all the kids are stuffing their faces with food, trying to act like like they don't notice the vases late and the vase isn't just like trickling. It's no, like no. pissing all over the table. Like, yeah. Like they have like a hardcore stream coming out of this thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, all the kids are like, mm, this food is delicious. Mm-hmm. God damn. This fucking is good cracker. Carol begins to shout for Alice for some reason, instead of, I don't know, carrying the vase to the kitchen. That's about 15 feet away. well it's too heavy to lift let's just sit here and get towels alice walks in from eating (laughs) was she really eating i didn't notice i'm i'm assuming because it's dinner time alice walks in from eating alone in the kitchen and cracks a joke asking (laughs) asking if anybody had coins for the fountain (laughs) right i thought that was a pretty funny joke i don't know why it struck me so funny (laughs) Carol and Mike put two and two together, saying, it's obvious that someone broke the vase and another person glued it together. But who? Hmm. But nobody answers. The kids just stuff their faces. When nobody answers, Mike reminds them that they expect an answer after dinner. Mm. Mm. So, like, Carol is like, well, obviously somebody broke the vase 
And then a second person glued it. Like, why would she deduce that? Like two people working together, like only one person to break it. And then the same person that broke it can't possibly glue it back together also. (laughs) So they need to have like, what's it called when you have a a second person working with you? Yeah, an accomplice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be hilarious if Jan just fucking threw everybody on the bus and busted out with, (laughs) What the hell's up with this vase, guys? Like, what the hell? Like, like, <laughs> act like she was shocked, and she's the only kid reacting to it. That'd be so. Odd. Then she would have gotten a new lantern. And got to go camping with Mister Kramer. She would have got a lantern that she wouldn't really need or, even, yeah. or use. Yeah. <sighs> okay. You had a comment about pretty good special effects. Oh yeah, them. sorry. <laughs> Those were pretty good special effects for the time. <laughs> it was, yeah, it really was. I mean, I was when it started. I mean, because I'm not looking at, you know, can I see the hoses or anything like that? I was just like, wow, that's actually pretty good. The way they show it not leaking and all of a sudden on camera, it begins to leak. I was like, that's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Scene 14. It's after dinner and Carol is sitting in the family room. Greg walks in and says, mom, something I want to tell you. I broke the vase. I'm sorry. And immediately cuts to Marcia in the den confessing to Mike that she had broken the vase while skipping rope in the living room. Next, it cuts back to Carol in the family room where we see Bobby confessing now that he broke the vase. And then back to the den again where Jan is confessing that she broke the vase. Mike drops his magazine that he's reading in disbelief and is in disbelief of what is happening. And of course, back in the family room where Cindy is confessing and she hangs her head in shame. Where is Alice's stereo? I don't know. I didn't notice it that was kinda, missing. That actually bugged me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like she finally gets access to the family room because right. now it's Alice's stereo room and the stereo isn't in there. Alice huh. probably took that shit back. She's probably like, well, screw you guys. You ain't going to let me in the room. I'm going to take a put in my room. <laughs> Maybe the kids were fucking with it too much. Maybe somebody touched or left the amp on again. Yeah. And she just Carol. fucking had it. Hell yeah, yeah. Carol fucked it up again. And like, oh, look, the amp is on again. You know what? I'm going to take this shit to my room. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay. But you can't come back in the family room. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go listen to. I'm going to be listening to music in the Alice room. How about that? <laughs> I don't even be listening to the, I can't remember some of the groups that they were mentioning a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. (laughs) Anyway. Scene 16. Carol goes into the den where Mike is and asks, (laughs) sorry, and asks Mike, do you want to know something peculiar about this vase? Mike laughs and says, yeah, you broke it. That seems to be the trend. They both laugh. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> the fuck is Carol wearing? <laughs> I didn't notice what. <laughs> my note exactly says, what the fuck is Carol wearing? And what the fuck Japanese warrior did she steal it from? <laughs> like, and look, it's some kind of like white and gold silk kimono with like this ridiculous gold belt on it. It's like, what the hell is that woman wearing? Like, why well, would you wear that shit around the house? Kimonos why, would you wear, are, why would you have it? Kimonos were very popular back in the 70s. Oh I know this God, because my mother had kimonos and stuff like that it's back hideous. then. <laughs> that was just also, style. like at the end of the scene, it ends with like Carol sitting on Mike's side. I bet they humped afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's shut the door. 
Hell yeah. Which you'll notice later. Um, I think it's the next scene. Um, which I'm going to talk about. But like they're in the den talking and the door shut. And right. then Alice knocks on the door. And then Mike walks all the way to the door to open it. Instead of just going, come in, you know. Like that's because people are trained not to just walk in the den. Because I Hell feel yeah, like people just walked in. Yeah. Anyway, scene 16. <clears throat> Mike and Carol are in the den, and Mike deduces that there are five confessions. Carol starts to chime in and says, you know what I think, Mike? Just then, she's interrupted by a knock at the door. See? Just like I told you. Mm-hmm. Mike walks over to open the door. Not say come in, but walks all the way over to the door to open it. Anyway... It's Alice, and she says, can I interrupt you folks for just a second? Mike says, yes. Alice goes on to say that she broke the vase. Mike looks at her and says, now come on, Alice. You didn't break that vase. Alice immediately says, yes, I did. I was reaching for a on a a high shelf where it was sitting, and I kind of knocked it off. Just then Carol gets the snarkiest look and says, Alice... The vase was on the cabinet next to the stairs. Nice try, bitch. Mm-hmm. And Alice so says, Don't fucking lie to me. I write your paychecks. Right? She's like, I fucking live here. I know where things are every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Whose vase Alice is that? Yours says, or mine? Boom. <laughs> Alice says, Right. I mean, I was moving the vase to that high shelf so it wouldn't get broken. Carol once again gets sassy as fuck and says, Well, That's awfully nice of you to confess to it, Alice. Alice says, well, I didn't want you blaming the kids. Mike has had enough of the women's bullshit and says, sorry, Alice, no dice. It's nice of you to protect the kids. Alice starts to back out of the room and says, okay, I'll go to my grave just knowing I was guilty then. Just then she backs straight into the lamp and almost knocks it over. She looks back and Mike and Carol... And says, see? And then leaves the room. Mike continues with his first point and says, well, we still have five suspects and five confessions. Carol says, correction, we have six suspects. And and number six is looking forward to an overnight camping trip this Saturday. Mike then goes into his Dr. Watson impression. By Jove, you've deduced it, Holmes. Uh, that young Peter Brady did it. And Carol joins in on the fun. Elementary, my dear Watson. The five who confessed are covering up for the sixth who didn't. Mike goes on. Uh, right, and if, and if Peter did do it, the others are guilty for covering up the crime. Carol asks, what are they going to do? Or what are they... What? Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. Carol asks what they're going to do about it. Mike says, well, why don't we play along with their little game and punish everyone who confessed? Carol looks Mm -hmm. at him in horror and asks, what? And allow Peter to get away with it? Mike says, honey, Peter won't get away with it. His conscience won't let him. Carol has a look of, if you say so. (laughs) Well, the first thing is... I love that Carol thinks that her and Mike are alone and that they can't be heard. Like, they're in a <laughs> den, and the only thing separating them from the living room is blinds. <laughs> Those little shutters, yeah. 
So, like, they're sitting there talking, like, can you imagine that bullshit Alice tried? Man, she's so fucking stupid. Like, okay, they can hear you. It's All it is is blinds. That's all it is. It's not It's not a wall. He's an architect. He should know that. So, right. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah. It is kind of funny, though, also, basically, Mike basically telling Alice, you know, he's like, yeah, you're full of shit. But I don't know if you noticed, but he gave that slight wink to Carol, like, see, I don't want to fuck her. See? And he's like, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, like, in all seriousness, like, the girl that plays Alice is actually a pretty good physical comedian. <laughs> yeah, it did look accidental, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> what I don't understand is, like, why was Alice trying to cover up for the kids anyway? What's the point? What is she gaining from that? I don't know. I think she tries to get on the kids' good side to make her job easier or something. I don't know. I guess, but... I, I mean, if she really cared about the kids, she would care about... I mean, she's all the time giving care, parenting advice that's unsolicited, so... <laughs> you would think that at some on some level, she would care about the kids' actual, like, well-being as far as being raised. Right. And defending the kids aren't really helping them. It's just going to make them brats. So, I don't know. Hmm. Scene... 17. Mm. All the kids are gathered in the family room for another family meeting. Peter asks what the meeting is about. Marcia says, Dad is going to tell everyone that I broke the vase. I confessed. Greg says, Oh no. Marcia says, Well, somebody had to somebody had to take the blame. Greg goes on, I told mom I did it. Bobby says that he did too. Then Jan and Cindy say, I guess we all confessed. Peter says, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fucking go camping. Fuck you guys. I wanted, I wanted to in the first place, but you guys dreamed up this whole thing. Marcia says, Peter's right. We're as much to blame as he is. Just then, Mike and Carol walk in. Carol sits down, and Mike takes the demanding lead. Yes, well, one of you broke your mother's vase, but five of you claim you did it. Carol adds... There seems to be a slight communication gap in this family. And Mike says, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. No. And Mike, <laughs> Mike goes on to say that whoever did it, the others are just as guilty for hiding the truth. And for that, they all have to be punished. Mm. Jan then asks, but if people admit their guilt, aren't they supposed to get a lighter sentence? Mike looks at her and says, well, that's not up to me. Greg asks what he means. Mike goes on. In this case, your punishments are going to be decided. They're not going to be decided by your mother or by me. Carol says they will be decided by a jury of one. Your brother, Peter. Mm. The kids all ask why Peter. Mike says, well, now see, he's the only one who didn't confess. Doesn't that doesn't that seem fairly obvious that he's alone? He alone is innocent. Peter then says, I don't think I'd be very good jury. Mike says that he and Carol will be the judges of that. And that Carol looks, I'm sorry. Carol looks at Peter and says, now, Peter, you tell us what your brothers and sisters should get punished. Well, that doesn't make sense. Now, Peter, you tell us what your brothers and sisters should get for punishment. And if it sounds reasonable, then your word will be law. Peter says, I'm not really old enough to make laws. Carol ignores him. <laughs> Carol ignores him and says, well, you can't start. You can start with your sisters. Peter looks at his siblings and then looks at Carol and says, 
Would it be all right if I slept on it? Mike agrees. <laughs> so I, sorry, I have things rolling in my head. That's just the way this is. I probably have the same jokes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have the same joke. So <laughs> let, let's see if let's see if we have the same joke. Peter <laughs> looks at his siblings and then looks at Carol and says, "Would it be all right if I slept on it?" Go tack. <laughs> well, which one do you want to sleep with first? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Well, no, that's your sister. It's kind of inappropriate. Um, Mike agrees to let him sleep on it, and he can and he can make recommendations in the morning. Then he says, "Until then, this court is at recess until oh eight hundred tomorrow." Now scat, and he shoes shoes the kids out of the family room. And then you always like to track this ass slap in here, buddy. Did you see Carol slap Jan? I on did, the ass? yeah. And yeah, you see Jan you kind of scoot around like she didn't want her doing that shit. <laughs> did you also notice that Jan does something weird? She's on the chair, and there's one point where she throws herself back into the chair. She hmm. says the word. <laughs> she says the word thud. T h u d. I don't know. And if you go back and watch it, she goes thud and then throws herself back on the chair. Huh. I don't know. I must have missed that. Yeah. If you go back and watch it, I'll wait. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. What I don't understand is that they're making Peter. They're like, you're the jury, jury of one. You now you divvy out the punishments. That's not what a jury does. No, they That's don't. What a yeah, judge Peter, does. Uh, the jury doesn't decide punishment. No, yeah, they just jury just decides. Yep, you're guilty, and the judge <clears throat> hands out the punishments. And they were very clear. You're the jury. We're the judge. You know, it'd be funny if Peter was like a young like psychopath, and he just gave him the most brutal punishment and just enjoyed it. <laughs> so it backfired in everybody's face. <laughs> and uh, Marsha has to like sleep with me, and I don't know. <laughs> Mike, Marsha has to stop going on so many dates. Greg has to stop peeking at her through the bathroom door. Like, what? (laughs) Scene 18. The boys are in their room getting ready for bed. Peter then says, I can't do it. I can't hand out punishments. Bobby asks, why not? Peter goes on, because it's not fair. I'm the one that busted the vase. Greg says, look, you kept it a secret this far, so forget about it. Until you come back from the camping trip. Bobby says, yeah, then you can blab all you like. Peter says, I don't know. Greg looks at him and asks, don't you want to go camping? Peter says, boy, do I? And Greg says, do you? No. <laughs> he, <didn't say. laughs> um, he goes, boy, do I? Real bad. But what's going to happen to you guys? Greg tells Peter that it's up to him. Peter then says, why don't you ask mom and dad to give us time off for good behavior? Greg tells Peter that all he has to do is make punishments easy. Peter asks how. Greg says he doesn't know. Bobby adds, it's kind of hard to punish myself. Peter then lights up and says, hey, that's it. You guys can think of your own punishments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This so, ain't going to backfire at all. <laughs> so this was kind of cool that like you know the siblings are all like you know hey you know you deserve to go on this camping trip you know we're going to take the blame for you you just go and have a good time that's kind of Peter cool. must have a lot of dirt on all of them <laughs> <laughs> big time well I mean he caught Greg uh, jerking off and looking at Marsha through a window exactly. apparently so <laughs> got Marsha smoking weed behind the garage thingy the garage carport thingy <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he caught yeah. Jan and Alice in a questionable situation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Caught Alice and Mike making out. <laughs> Got Mike hanging out with, you know, some black woman down the street. Um, scene 19. Peter is now in the bathroom brushing his teeth all while he's writing down and getting Jan's quote-unquote order for her own punishment. Hmm. Jan says, yep, help mom in the kitchen all day long, especially if she's baking cookies. Peter asks, hmm. but we have a maid. Why would she be baking cookies? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> then he asks, who's next? Jan says, Marsha. Peter says, send her in. Marsha walks in and says, I've got a great idea for myself. I'll take Bobby to the amusement park. Peter writes it down. <laughs> God. I love the metal toothpaste tube. I don't know if you ever used one of those. <laughs> no, but I remember them being around. But if you crinkled it the wrong way, God, it hurts so bad. Oh, yeah, you're right. I have oh. used them. Yeah, because if we got to bend a certain way, like, would stab you. Yeah. yeah. Those things are terrible. Totally forgot about that. Scene yeah. 20. We immediately cut to Mike in the kitchen, and he says, taking Bobby to the amusement park? What the fuck? <laughs> Mike scoffs at the idea of that being a punishment. We see that Peter is standing next to Carol, who is sitting at the kitchen table. Mike comes around to join them. Peter tries to defend it by saying, well, kids can be a handful in an amusement park. Mike isn't buying it at all. He goes on to tell him that those are lenient punishments. Carol chimes in. Peter, your brothers and sisters did something wrong. We're trying to discourage them from doing it again. Mike adds... I don't think Greg is going to get the message if you're sending him to a Saturday matinee with Cindy. Peter agrees. Carol tries to suggest some punishment ideas. Peter says, I told you I'd make a terrible jury. Mike suggests that he gives it some more thought and that the punishment should fit the crime. <clears throat> Peter agrees and leaves the kitchen. After he leaves, Carol says, Mike, I think his conscience is conscience." Conscience is getting... I can't say that word. I think his conscience is getting to him. Mike adds, If I know Peter, I think he'll be ready to admit it by morning. Mm. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Tricking kids is fun. <laughs> I love the lengths that they go through on this show, like, to teach <laughs> a lesson to their kids. Like, every episode, it's like, I have an idea. We're going to buy another house... Like, what the fuck are you doing? Just talk to your kid. Like, what no, are you talking went, about? They went really far with this one, too. Yeah, right? I mean, it this reminds me of, like, and end. I've said it before, that episode of The Cosby Show where um, Theo claims that he can take care of himself. So he leaves yeah. and he comes back and they've redone the entire house to make it like an apartment complex. <laughs> and he's got to, like, pay to live there and come up with money and all this kind of... That's, like, the lengths that they go through. Like, I love my kids dearly. But I'm not going to go through these. I'm just going to go talk to him. And I want to sit down and watch TV. I'm not going to spend a week <laughs> trying to teach my kid one simple lesson. I can just talk to him about it. Like, right? stupid. <laughs> Scene 21. The next morning, the boys are getting ready for school. Peter stops Greg and tells him, Greg, this Saturday you have to take off the window screens. And they got to be washed and stored in the cellar. And Bobby will help you. Greg hmm. says... That's not the punishment we gave ourselves. Peter says, I know, but mom and dad didn't like your ideas. 
so I had to get new ones for you and the girls too. Greg says, but I'll miss the ball game Saturday. Peter hangs his head and says, I know, I'm sorry. Look, I didn't want to give out punishments. I wanted to confess, but you guys kept on saying no, go camping. But now that you talked me into it, you're mad at me. Greg says, well, Hmm. I guess we did start it. We're not quitters. Bobby reluctantly agrees. Mm. Except when he played baseball that one time and he sucked at it. Then he was a quitter. <laughs> and except for the time that Jan didn't have a boyfriend and she just didn't want to eat, she wants to sit in a room. And, you know, then she was a quitter, but she's not included in this. Or in the time when Bobby hurt his foot and he was afraid to climb on anything, then he was a quitter there too. But I guess they're not talking about any of those times. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Braves aren't quitters except for certain situations. Yeah, except for certain episodes. I guess those are extenuating circumstances. <laughs> Scene 22. Mike is in the den getting ready for work when Carol comes rushing in and says, Mike, wait, wait a minute. You forgot this. And hands him like a handkerchief, I think. Yeah, it's a handkerchief. Mike says, oh, thank you, sweetheart. Why does she come rushing into the den as if like he's walking out the door? Like he's still in the See? den, like getting ready. Because he probably has a bunch of boogers. He's probably that type of guy that sneezes and he's got one dangling out of his nose and he doesn't realize it for like a half an hour. She came so. running like he was like getting ready to get into his car or something the way she was acting. But Maybe he gets pissed when she doesn't bring him his handkerchief. <laughs> Mike says, uh, I-, I was sure Peter would admit this morning to, bre- uh, to breaking that vase. Carol agrees and reminds Mike that tomorrow is this camping trip. <clears throat> Mike says... Well, I've been thinking about a new approach. Why don't we reward him? Carol asks, for breaking my vase? (laughs) Mike goes on, because he has to explain his plan to a woman. (laughs) He says, no, 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 for being the only one who wasn't involved. See, it'll give his conscience a little nudge. Carol smiles and says in her Sherlock voice, right again, dear Watson. Mike continues the impression, elementary, my dear, elementary. Carol then asks what they should give him. Mike suggests a lantern for his camping trip. Carol gets excited and frankly, I think a little wet too from his quick wittiness (laughs) to lie and defraud the children. And she Mm -hmm. says, a lantern? Mike, that is inspired. Mike says, inspired? Carol says, yeah, wasn't it Diogenes? I forgot how to say it now. Diogenes? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it Diogenes who went around with a lantern looking for an honest man? And Mike looks at her like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> when the hell did you learn that? Where'd you read that? You're not supposed to be like, reading. Stop reading those stupid Reader's Digest articles. <laughs> Jesus. But um, <laughs> it looked like the prop guy had this yeah. briefcase stored on a shelf. With a smaller box on top of it. <laughs> because when Mike holds it up, you can clearly see the imprint of a box on the side of this briefcase. Like it's <laughs> obvious this shit had been stored on a shelf with a heavy box on top of it for a long time. So I, that's why I wrote in, man, that briefcase is worn out. Holy shit. Like that's the worst looking briefcase. If he went to an office with a briefcase like that, the guy would be like, the fuck? Did you dig that out of somebody's garbage? Like, what the hell is up with your briefcase? <laughs> I <laughs> didn't notice. <laughs> see, see, I always notice weird shit. Scene 23. Now we see Mike, Carol, and Peter in a shop 
and Peter is looking at a lantern. Peter says, thanks, but I don't think I want it. When he says... And then here comes the clerk. He doesn't think he wants it. <laughs> Does this put off a lot of light? Does it say it puts off a lot of light? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when he says this, Mike gets a smile on his face, and Carol asks Peter why not. Peter says that it's too big. Mike looks hmm. around and says, if I had a nickel every time I heard that... No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said uh, um, Peter says um, sorry I lost my place um, Mike looks around <laughs> Peter you sound just like your father <laughs> Mike looks around and finds another lantern and asks well what about this one <laughs> which we know now is the same freaking lantern it's exactly <laughs> the same thing Peter says gee dad I don't have to be rewarded Mike says but you were the only one who didn't confess we want you to really enjoy your camping trip. You're fucking laying Peter's, it on thick. <laughs> Peter says that it's an awful lot of money. Carol then says, but you deserve it. We <laughs> we want you to have it. Peter says, you do? <laughs> well, at least let me think it over for a minute. Jesus, like the links they're going to and like... Like, Carol's fucking packing her bags and going on a guilt trip and fucking Jesus being a bitch. Well, what's we funny want about you it, to have you, you deserve it. You're our favorite. Well, what's funny is next time it's next time something breaks, like, you know, who the hell broke the milk jug and had milk all over the floor or, and nobody's going to confess and all the kids are going to be like, do we get something now? Like, none of us <laughs> confess. Do so we get rewarded for it? Right. It's such a stupid thing to tell a kid. We were warning you for not confessing. Like, what? What are you talking about? Okay. You're rewarding Peter, me because I didn't do something. They're rewarding him because he, did, he didn't confess. Right. Like, also, because, like, I mean, like, if something broke and he wasn't around, like, he was, like, at school or something, like, like did you break it? And I didn't confess because I wasn't here. I didn't do it. So now you're, I'm being I mean, rewarded. Like, if I was one of the other kids and I did something wrong, I'd be like, I'm not going to confess. Last time you made me clean the damn screens for confessing. I'm not <laughs> confessing now. You got in trouble last time for confessing. <laughs> Peter walks away to think about his decision. Carol smiles and, look at, smiles and looks at Mike and says, I think he's ready to tell. Mm-hmm. Mike agrees and says, yep, this did it. For sure. Peter, com- Peter comes back and says... Okay, I've made up my mind. I'll take it. Ah. Mike and Carol look at each other. Carol sighs. Fucking got you. Boom. Peter knows the fucking game. He's like, I I know that shit. Yeah, Peter's like, screw my my siblings. I got a new lantern. Yeah. Right. Scene 24. Later, we're in the boys' bedroom, and we see them all sleeping. I felt a little awkward watching this scene. but Peter starts... Tossing and turning in bed, he's having a nightmare of the events of breaking the vase. It plays over and over again. I love the editing on this. This was, I mean, because they didn't have a whole lot to work with. They probably <laughs> no. had more special effects available at that time, but this is a weekly TV show. Their budget wouldn't have been big enough to include an editing budget. Um, <laughs> right. So I kind of I kind of like what they did. You know, they did a little bit of reverse and all that kind of stuff and a little rocking back <laughs> they, and forth had, and stuff. They definitely had fun with it for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like, the little, yeah. that little thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Just the way the ball bounced and it kept bouncing and hitting the vase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did a reverse one. Wasn't there yeah. one where it like froze for a second yeah. and then went? Froze like, for a second and fell. Yeah. It's like, like, what else can cool, we like do? 
can we make it go left? I'm like, no, we can't fucking make it go left. You need to make it go up or down. You pick what you want to do. <laughs> what if we, I got it. What if we freeze framed it for just a couple seconds and then let it hit the base? Can we make it change colors? Well, I don't know. Does it say you can change colors? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Does it say? Then I guess it can change colors. Then you can't change colors. Uh, scene 26. The next morning, Peter is standing in the family room wearing a canteen on his waist and watching Marcia out in the backyard uh, from the window cutting the lawn with an analog lawnmower. I thought it was weird she, that he had his like dick in his hand while he was doing yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Like he's sitting there mm. like, oh mama, oh mama. Um, <laughs> she is visually exhausted. He looks around and sees the other girls pulling weeds. They all look tired. Just then Bobby shows up to unlock the screen so that he can pull it out for cleaning. Peter walks over to the camping gear on the table in the family room and just looks at it. He looks back at the window and sees Greg at the screen pulling it off. It looks as though his conscience is getting to him. Mm. Just then a car car horn is heard out front. You know, it's kind of funny because like everybody's doing their little jobs and everything, but nobody looks pissed. No, like, no. Everybody they seem just seems to be with it. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. girls, I mean, Marsha looked a little tired, but that was about it. Like, Greg seemed totally cool with it. Um, Bobby seemed totally right. fine. Like, nobody was, like, looking at him like, thanks a lot, dick. You know, nobody yeah, right. did those dirty looks at him or anything. And I like how, um, you know, for the time period, you know, strictly for this time period that, that this was filmed, they seem yeah. to have reversed the roles that you would think that they would get. You know what I mean? Like, Greg and, and Bobby you know, are doing chores that, that involve cleaning, like house cleaning. Yeah. And then the girls are outside mowing and pulling weeds. Hmm. So you would think for the time period this was recorded that they would have reversed that. So I kind of like the fact that they didn't. Like, I, I think the like, yeah. I like the fact That's that they point. Changed, they kept it the way it is. Um, but also my son has a lawnmower like that, which is kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, why does a boy his age need a hunting knife that damn big? I didn't Did even know. Did you notice a hunting knife on his hip? Uh-uh, I mean, homeboy's got it. like a five inch long Bowie knife. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why does he need one that big? Like, was it like, that's not a knife like knife? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like a folding knife. It was like like a hunting knife in a leather sheath. Like, like <laughs> no, non folding. I, I mean, it was huge. It's like, damn, man, we could go chop down trees. Jesus. <laughs> Scene 26. Mike walks out the front door and yells for Doug to hold on and Peter will be right out. Carol also comes out and smiles and waves at Doug. Peter then walks out and Carol reminds him to be careful and to listen to everything that Mr. Kramer tells him. Peter looks sad and says goodbye. Mike looks down at him and tells him goodbye, Peter. Peter sadly starts to walk off, but then stops and turns around and says, I can't go, Mom. Or I can't go, Mom, Dad. It's my fault. I broke the vase. I should have told you. I really meant to, but it was a camping trip that I really wanted. Peter then starts to cry. Carol hugs him and Mike says, It's okay, son. Carol looks at Peter and says, Mr. Kramer is waiting. Peter then looks back at Mr. Kramer and looks back at Carol and says, I better tell him I can't make it. Peter looks at Mike and asks, what reason should I give him? Mike does a half smile and says, the truth, Peter, 
Just tell him the truth. Peter says, yeah, the truth. Mike gives him a wink, blink, and Peter walks off to tell Mr. Kramer the truth. Mike and Carol put their arms around each other and smile. See, I, I kind of think they should have let him go on the camping trip. All the kids learn their lessons. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? That's a pretty... Mr. Kramer waiting. Like, he fucking packed his shit. Like, his car's but I mean, packed. The, his the, punishment, packed. the punishment was, you know, him having to go through the days of feeling guilty. I mean, come yeah. on. He's been punished already. Let him go on the trip, you know? Talk about it when you get back. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm but you're right, you. though. He's he's already re- reserved the spot. His son has been excited about Peter going, and now you're going to break the kid's heart because you're being dicks. Anyways, yeah. Uh, scene 27. And by the way, in the- sorry we couldn't let you know until literally right now because we were playing a trick on them all week. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. didn't realize until now. So yeah, I mean, it, I guess it would have made sense if um, if Peter would have came up and said, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm like, where's Mr. Kramer? Oh, he's not coming. You know, oh, by the way, I already told him that you couldn't go. Yeah. You know, I told him like lines. five days ago that you're probably not right. going to go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Scene 27, or at least if they like postponed, actually it's postponed until next weekend. You can't go this weekend. Something. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> scene 27. In this last scene, we see Peter happily mowing the backyard and Carol walks up and asks why he's doing that. Peter says, oh, I'm doing all the punishments that I had I had all the other kids do. Carol says, well, that's very a nice gesture, Peter. And I've got one more job for you. Peter asks, what's that? Carol says, when you're finished, would you mind gluing this back together again? Carol pulls out the broken vase from behind her back and shows it to him. And this time, try to do a better job. Mm. She hands it over to him and walks away. But Peter doesn't have it. And it falls on the ground and busts into a zillion pieces. Tack counted. Oh, my it's a God. Zillion. Yeah. It's like a Brazilian pieces. <laughs> Carol gasps. Oh, no. Oh, well, Peter looks. <laughs> oh, well, Peter, Peter, it looks like we're going to need a lot more glue. Peter looks up at her and says, first, we better tell tell dad the truth. Carol laughs and they hug. <laughs> and I put down, ha, 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 Carol's stupid. Like, like, I, like, so that was that a joke or something? Like that Carol, that, that vase really didn't mean nothing to Carol at all? Like, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> and then Peter was all like, that shit and it was a, it was a vase she didn't even care about. And then when it, after it broke, like Peter was like, well, I don't know if the glue will put together a zillion pieces. And then right. how comes the stork? Like, does it say it puts together a zillion pieces? <laughs> I had to do one it's more. It's Brazilian glue. Puts puts it together in Brazilian pieces. <laughs> and that's the episode. All right. I didn't know that's what you're waiting on. I'm like, why is Tex staring at me? <laughs> that's funny. All right. All right. All right. That was this a good is... episode. That was, that was an iconic episode. Yeah. I like how they trick children. That's fun. To teach them a lesson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in reality, if this had been any of our kids, it would have been like, who broke the vase? Like, well, everybody confessed. One or two things would happen. I would be like, you know what? They're all banding together. Let's reward that and just fucking move on. You know, like <laughs> they were, they're willing to help each other out like this and fuck it and whatever. And like, we got five people to confess to it. That's good enough for me. Normally can't get anybody to confess to anything. Somehow mm-hmm. 
they're working together as one. That's what we want in a family. So let's reward I, that and just fucking forget about it. I can tell you already what it'd be like in my house. I'd be called mm. out to the living room. Dad, can you come here for a minute? So-and-so wants you. And it would be either Jake or Caitlin saying the other one wants me. So I walk in the living room. Oh, yeah, what's up? And I would look at whoever it was in the eye and it would just start crying. And then it would be the next 15 minutes of me trying to get out of them. No, seriously, what are you crying about? Like, please tell me what you're crying about. <laughs> and then they finally say, and they would finally make a gesture towards wherever this thing was. <laughs> what? The shelf? What about the shelf? No. And it would, so after a half an hour, I'd finally get that something broke. Okay, well, how did it break? And then the tears would start again. Yeah. It would be 15 minutes more of me trying to get out of them, how they broke <laughs> it. So after an hour, it would turn into my kids being so inconsolable for having to tell me that they broke something that it would turn around me, me comforting my kids <laughs> over because they had to tell me that they broke something. So. Meanwhile, so you're like, it's okay. Just go. And then they turn around, they fucking smile like, fuck yeah, we yeah. got to eat them out of our fucking hands. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times like with both of them all I have to do is go so I can go in your room and break something right now and just take a step towards their door and the tears are no no I'm sorry I'm sorry no okay so you, so you don't like it when somebody breaks your stuff no so how do you think I feel and then they feel terrible I, I have pretty good kids so I don't <laughs> yeah let me be like hey who broke this uh, Alexis did <laughs> like why didn't you say anything? I don't know. And then I would just go, Ugh. and then that'd be well. The nowadays, end of it. it would be you walking out to your son and be like, "Who broke this?" And he'd be like, yeah. "Seriously, really? <laughs> me and you just live here alone, and you're really asking me that?" It's only two of us. Did you break it, Dad? No. Then obviously I did. Why didn't he fucking tell me? Oh, because right. you didn't break it. <laughs> Isn't it obvious that I broke it? <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. Yeah. So, yes. So, that was a fun little episode. Mm hmm. It's kind of a famous one. Mom's favorite vase. Mm hmm. Yeah. And also, like, I can't help saying that the hotel sounds better this week. The what? The hotel. Oh, that I'm in? Yeah. It sounds better oh. this week. Well,. That's because I'm not in a hotel anymore, Jimmy. I finally got my own place. That's so I'm in the right, new place. You did. Yeah, I'm in a new place in Florida here, trying to get everything moved in. I still don't have any living room furniture yet. So, any listeners out there, I need living room furniture and a bed for my son. Thanks. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm still trying to get settled in, but you know, it takes time. I still have a slight injured hand. You have a what? <laughs> A slight cut still on my hand. Oh, pooter. You catch your little handies when you were helping I me did. move some glass. I left my hat over there. I felt like a dumbass for leaving my hat there. <laughs> I should have totally worn your hat there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about so, that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you back in Florida. Hopefully, oh, maybe thanks. next week or the week after, we can actually record together in the same room. Eventually, yeah. I definitely would like that. That maybe we can put out some, uh, some, uh, some YouTube type of stuff, huh? Oh, we can do some YouTube stuff, sure. Yeah. Some extracurricular. <laughs> I'm sure all the listeners are want to see us and see our sexy bodies. I think so. Our, our dad bods. Our dad bods. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. Okay, so the the disclaimer we like to say at the end of the show, and I, th- I like to think we're getting better. I don't think we're as edgy as we used to be, and that's not intentional. I think it's just awareness, I think. Um, yeah. But we had a lot of fun here today, uh, but please don't be offended. Uh, we do absolutely love the show. Uh, we love the quirkiness about it. We love the, the innocence about it. We love how, I don't know, how corny it is, I guess is the lack of a better word. Um, Indeed. Or we wouldn't be putting the show together. Uh, we're really not racist. We're really not sexist. Um, it's more, <laughs> you know, when we make jokes like that, it's more about the time. Because there's even on this show, as, as clean as a show is, there's things that they do or say that's a little misogynistic, you know. So we amplify that with our jokes to point out the obvious flaws you know so yeah so don't take it as us feeling that way we're just making fun of the show itself so uh, Mm -hmm. so yes but if you have any feelings about it positive or negative feel free to write the show uh we'll we'll read it on the air and if you don't want us to we won't Mm -hmm. and i'll I'll point to tech and i'll be like hey uh can we write this uh, can we read this uh message on the on the air and they'll say well i don't know does it say you can read it on the air (laughs) 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 I'd be like no well then you can't read it on the air (laughs) (laughs) alright let's get time to let's get place to end right there (laughs) okay so I have been Jimmy I have been Tack and this has been a very beard podcast see ya have a good week you too bye hey thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.